0: Well, wasn't he like teasing you, he was like, that's what you get for fighting with the allies? Yeah, I turn on a smoke and he goes,
1: oh, the hell, he's been hit, that's what you get for fighting with the allies. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Greetings everyone, welcome to You guys at the RC Round Table. And joining us for episode 141 is Mr. Happy Lee Ray. Hello, hello.
0: Happy to be here. So glad to be here. Is that good enough?
1: Yeah, that's good enough. Okay. That'll that'll do. That'll do.
0: That'll do, Pig.
2: That'll do. <laughs>
1: And our recently christened snowbird, Terry Dunn.
2: <laughs> what the heck are you talking about? You said it was snowing there. Well, yeah, we got some snow today, but you, you made it sound boy. like it's the first time I've ever seen snow.
1: No, for a season.
2: Yeah. Okay, sure. But actually, it snowed a couple of weeks ago.
1: Oh, uh, uh, yeah? Yeah. So. Well, snow, snow. Real snow, not the pre-snow. <laughs> it's coming i'll let you know when it sticks to the ground okay (laughs) but
0: that won't stop terry from flying
2: oh heck
1: no i got skis have you actually ever flown while it was snowing um probably
2: yeah i'm sure i have Hmm.
1: all right well on that note let's get started with another fun filled episode uh last episode we talked quite a bit about the Round Top RC Expo, which we were me and I were getting ready to go to, and you can now say that we went, we saw, and we, well, we didn't get the T-shirt. I guess we got the hats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were shirts, but you had to pre-order. And I oh, don't
1: that's think right, you did. You got the shirt. I had to I order it. I got the shirt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I just want to say what what makes me smile is that the shirt had both logos that I created on it.
1: Oh, you're somebody I don't, now. I
0: don't think I've ever had that before, except, well, I, I mean, my personal photography thing, but I think it just had Lee Ray photography in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my own font. But yeah. no, I was, I was excited to see that because, um, yeah, I've got that. I'll cherish it. The inaugural shirt.
1: The inaugural, yeah, that's a special. Fantastic. Like, you know,
0: when you go to concerts, like I remember I still have the first rock shirt I had from Rush concert. I still have it. And then my kids wore it when I took them to a rush concert oh wow so maybe some my kids will wear the round top rc expo shirt someday in you know 15 20 years and people are gonna go wow you have one of the first shirts
1: uh remind me because there was a certain guest that was there wearing their father's jacket
0: oh the lady oh my gosh yes oh yeah the british uh her father was a raf pilot
1: yeah, he flew Spitfires.
0: Yeah, if you want, I'll Three, go look at right. the picture real quick and I'll see if I can get her name. I'm sorry, I forgot her name, but stand by. I'll get it.
1: Okay. All right, so while Lee
2: is looking through his treasure chest for that photo, I'm going to remind everybody what Round Top was, even though I wasn't there. But And Fitz, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was intended to be a quasi-replacement for the Toledo Expo. And this inaugural year it's mainly a giant scale warbird flying event slash SWAT meet slash vendor expo.
1: Yes, Did I believe that's anything? correct. You'll uh, have to tell you if, if they, how well they were trying to uh, replace Toledo, but that's pretty much exactly well, what you were saying.
0: that, that is a great comment there. We're not trying to replace Toledo. They were just trying to say, could we do something like Toledo here in Texas? You okay. know, an event large enough to draw people from other states, from other parts of the country, to come here. And gotcha. I can tell you, today, we got an email from someone who drove 2,200 miles to come to our event. Now, that could have still been in words. Texas. I come from Canada? <laughs> I was like, I was like, the joke is, that could have been from El Paso. I was going to say. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, so we had That's people next come door. all over. And we we haven't had our follow-up meeting yet to go over the the... Check in like the pilots list who came from far. I think we only had pilots register from Texas and Louisiana, but again, the, that's the first one. Our ne- our goal next year is to double that. So let's get some from Arkansas and Oklahoma and keep growing. You get a, you got to start somewhere.
1: Yeah, Good. yeah. And they have a benchmark now and how you know what it's like and how it's run that kind of stuff. So they can build yeah. off of it. You seasoned veterans now.
2: So tell me where Roundtop is. I've never been there.
0: It splits. Austin and Houston. So it was yes. along I-45. It's about 80-90 miles west of Houston. And okay. about the it's off of 290.
2: Oh, okay.
0: And then you just go south about I don't know, would you say 6-7 miles fits? Yeah, from it wasn't 290. Very far. It's not yeah. very far. It could be a little longer than that, but
1: Yeah. No, no, it's out in the country. There's not a lot out there. But it was pretty easy to get to.
2: Yeah. You could say the same for Bomber Field. Lots, or the AMA headquarters.
1: Yeah, yeah, out in the cornfields.
2: Yeah, it's. I think it's a a good attribute for a flying site.
1: Yeah, there's definitely really nothing really around there to to bother you, uh, although it was pretty busy with the full scale stuff, which we'll get to later. But. Yeah, it was Ooh. it's it's nice. And the town is itself is known for a lot of antique vendors, and so it's very popular, what, once or twice a yearly for antiquers to come in and invade the town.
0: Well, yes, let me provide that information for you. The town is has ninety permanent residents from the last census, so ninety people. And they have two large antique shows uh a year, one in the spring and one in the fall, and it draws in over a hundred thousand people. Wow. And so that little town grows, but they have the facilities, the, the land and the tools needed to support that many people. They've got restaurants, they got bed and breakfasts, they have lots of barns that people use to uh, run their shops out of or antiques. And then people have tents like the circus, t- circus tents we used that thankfully Fred provided for us you know, at no charge. That were just along the whole flight line where pilots could just put all their planes under and and keep them overnight. Oh, that's handy. It was very handy. Um, And it made me think about you at NEAT. But I'll tell you, again, Fred, out of his own pocket, gave those tents to us. And it was a godsend. And I will say, just to (laughs) pat myself on the shoulder, I was the only one who thought about bringing a light. (laughs) Um, i mean fitz will tell you if that light helped us so much in those tents because even during the day it was dark in there so i had this wonderful bright led light the kids gave me for christmas that i just threw in the truck at like a last minute and we kept that thing on and it really did save the day because really when the when the show was over and the and the stars came out it was dark (laughs) it was pitch black which was pretty by the way is if the moon had not been out i mean can you imagine how well you could have seen the the Milky Way and stuff, It's It was just yeah. so pretty up there. Yeah,
1: it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, I, I remember I had an app on my phone that, that picks out all the constellations, so I whipped it out while we were watching a movie. And you could see Venus, and I forgot what the other planet was. Pretty really clear, really brightly.
0: Yeah, we saw several satellites, too. So the view was great. Yeah. And then he kind of chimed in during the movie, um, our buddy... Uh, Corey D.J. Johnson had set up this wonderful movie screen for everybody, and I love that Fitz and I sat there and watched Kelly's Heroes and just like, I don't remember this, and we just had the best time, it kept having to move because of the fire, the fire pit <laughs> no, smoke, was, the, was, 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 now I know how you know mosquitoes feel when they're trying to smoke them out, yeah, that smoke, uh, <laughs> uh, I was
1: tearing up at one point, I was like, <laughs> no, one, no one had died yet, <laughs> so,
0: but uh, we, uh, we had a great time watching that movie, and it, it a lot of people did. It was, it was a lot of fun. So, gosh, I, I feel like we're going all over the place. So let's, let's kind of go back to, say, Thursday when we showed up.
1: Yeah, so the, it, the show technically started on a Thursday, although people have been there, what, a few days before that. Oh, yeah, Which man. Thursday? Give people me the the dates.
2: Know,
1: well, Thursday the 11th,
0: to Thursday. The 11th was the official day, and then people were showing up on the 8th.
2: Oh, so it started on uh, Veterans Day.
1: Correct. Yes, right. and so there was camping allowed there, so people pulled up, and lots of RVs and, and tents showed up, and so uh, the field is really, as Lee mentioned before, they had spread out the parking lot, so there's plenty of space for everybody, to, especially the RV and stuff, so I got there, I think I got there before Lee, yes, I did.
0: Oh, you did, I love where you parked, because that was the sweetest parking spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, because at first <laughs> I thought was it was awesome. kind of far away, but I realized, no, actually, it's pretty close to the center the thing is it was a little bit hidden because of the way the parking lot was organized you really didn't know that that spot was there until you drove around it's like ah hello uh so they had these huge tents that they had put up uh like from fred what was his last name i forgot his fred massey massey that's it uh so there were some communal tents so these were free to anybody to use with tables inside and no problem getting a table you had some chairs uh, here and there and these are really long tents each tent was I don't know 50 feet long or something like that uh, and some benches for people to sit and it was already a lot of people there when I showed up Thursday I showed up Thursday morning I ended up taking a day off because it was Veterans Day right so um, and I was really surprised how many people were already there <laughs> and even in the swap meet tent there was another tent dedicated just for swap meet and that was already pretty full and of people and they were people were flying of course they were flying all around and setting up and just having a good old time and so once i parked uh, i ended up not flying on thursday but i spent the time fixing up some planes i had a bunch of squawks on my aircraft that some i'd known about some i'd forgotten and so fortunately there was two or three vendors there or at least three that i was able to get stuff from to fix everything up really nicely so that was really nice that there was enough vendor support to get all kinds of goodies that I needed.
0: I was going to just chime in and talk about where you parked but this is funny like for best we always park on the north end so maybe our tradition is not going to be the south end right? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we We parked on the furthest tent on the south southern end and we parked right next to it. In fact, uh, Fitz was kind enough to give me the spot next to the tent. He, he parked a little bit further away. Maybe he was afraid the tent was going to scratch his RAV4. I don't know. <laughs> but but it was a perfect place to put it because I placed my uh, generator just outside of the tent. And that worked out great, too. Thank goodness for that little Ryobi generator. Because <clears throat> yeah. I ran that thing constantly through the event. But it was a good placement. And at first, I thought we were too far down. But Fitz was right. We weren't too far from the first gated section for taxiing out to the field and it was very convenient and going back to the benches this was neat they i don't know where they got the wood but they were these huge chunks of cut wood that must have weighed i don't know 150 pounds a piece (laughs) and they made benches out of them and so a lot of people were using those benches now we're going to talk about how much fun we had and all that stuff and the cool things and then we can mention towards the end like what would make it better and there, there's going to be a conversation. We're going to get down, and we're going to make this a great event, a super event. Uh, but that being said, gosh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> my my wife had a great time. You know, it was my I brought my whole family, my kids. Um, I will say, unfortunately, it was a giant scale warbird event. So this is the part that I'm going to can't believe I'm saying this. I didn't get to fly anything during the event. Like I don't think I flew Friday or Saturday during the flying time. I only flew after five o'clock and then Thursday I flew because it was it was kind of open flying but it just means I need to get a giant scale so my kids didn't get to fly during the 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 actual time but hopefully we'll make some changes for that next year
2: so the bouncer didn't let you fly your corsair
0: did not let me fly my corsair really Uh, it is what it is it was their event they made the rules and we accepted them and like I said after the five o'clock then people could go in and fly it was getting boy that sun (laughs) <laughs> thank goodness for Fitz because on Thursday when I showed up I flew Wilson and I was like begging Fitz to block the sun for me because it came, <laughs> came right down the runway and he did he just stood there I think you were like doing a Riker pose right you had your leg up on the hay bale and you oh were, yeah <laughs> and so he he kindly blocked the, um, the the sun for me and I flew Wilson and unfortunately that was another one of those uh, the gear didn't come down Um <laughs> Fitz was there, but I thought I landed pretty well, you know. No gear, you, dead stick.
2: You had to keep your rudder, right?
0: Yeah, I had my rudder. What was that?
2: Well, I mean, it didn't break off in the landing, which oh. has happened before.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the belly belly landing, you hope it didn't stick. But no, yeah, no rudders were harmed during Round Top RC Expo.
2: Okay,
1: good. <laughs> no rudders were harmed. At least on an airplane.
0: So, yeah, so Thursday was good. Let me finish up Thursday. Uh, gosh, we had a great weather. just met everybody. Gosh, it was it was just a nice uh, let's get things started, and then Friday and Saturday, the the event hit. I mean, oh that dr one man, that just drew everybody's attention. This huge. I don't know what scale that thing was.
1: It was 60%, or sixty percent, 60, sixty or sixty five. Sixty five. It was sixty five percent. Yeah, it was. It was basically an ultralight. <laughs> For uh,
2: part. So a sixty five percent, fucker triplane.
1: Yep. Yeah. And uh, was I think ARF. it had a forty. It was an arf, was an ARF really. Yes. No, well, well, uh, Germany hempel? probably.
0: <laughs> no, no, I think they said, it was a, is that a Hempel?
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, probably. That's 60%? Uh, it was wow. a Bill
0: Bill Hempel 65% World War I triplane wow. ARF with a Volch, Valch VALCH
2: 420cc motor
0: mm-hmm. spinning a 42 by 20 inch prop.
2: That's a big fucker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah greg greg Knoll was the pilot the builder and pilot of that mm. and it was it was a lot of fun people enjoyed it and as randy said it was the largest uh, well I, I don't know if we can prove that but randy said it was the largest rc plane flying in texas except for the other guy who's got a 65 a percent hempel you know out in big ben going oh, hey right. what about me <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow yeah well, it, it, i saw the video of it and it looked like a park flyer kind of floated off the ground and floated around
1: yeah flew really good flew great he flew it a bunch of times and yeah looked like a real sweetheart to fly around uh but it's just ginormous yeah i wow.
0: i got the feeling talking to other people who had been with him with greg that it had been uh quirky on landing that it had nosed over before i believe so it's a scale were, maneuver with a triplane
2: yeah. <laughs> all triplanes are like
1: that
0: yeah so and I think, I think someone else had mentioned this is the first time they'd seen it land without touching a wingtip, <laughs> so, but it, it was beautiful. It was very nice. Yeah.
1: At one point they had a gaggle. So that plane, uh, some stop with one or two stop with pups. And I think an ic five, um, I didn't know about it cause otherwise I would have tried to put mine up as well, but they just sort of, yeah. uh, it was kind of neat to see them flying around all together.
0: Huh. Well, speaking of f- other things, flying fits your Val was gorgeous. Oh, thanks! And you're gonna be surprised when I tell you there's some clip, uh, video clip of your valve flying in an upcoming AMA video.
1: Oh, is there? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow! I hope they got the smoke action on it. With the smoke action. All right,
0: <laughs> but not the landing yeah. action.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, that was that, that last landing. Uh, man, that plane and props. Uh, I don't, I don't remember what day that was. <laughs> Maybe we're jumping ahead, but. Um, have you gone through some props already? Yeah, two two props already.
2: Oh, okay. That's too bad. Yeah,
1: that's the way it is. I got another one.
2: <laughs> is it a quirk with the airplane or just a matter of you getting used to it or what?
1: No, no. Well, no. The first time was at Bomber Field when um, uh, I ran off the runway. Yeah, okay, rolled I rolled off the runway. And it ca- yeah. This time, this time, well... This time I was landing and I was setting up for a perfect touchdown. And just as I was touching down, my spotter says, you're about to hit this guy. (laughs) You're going to hit this plane. (laughs) Some guy had landed and apparently done some sort of quick turn or something and positioned himself in the middle of the runway. And I was making a beeline for him. And I'm like, what do I do? Which way do I turn? And, you know, it was too late for me to kind of go around. Uh, and so I took my eyes off my plane to look where he was for a second. And when I got back, I had unconsciously let go the elevator a little bit. And so it had nosed over slightly as it touched down and hit the prop. Huh? So it was just a, the prop is kind of big. People had commented. It's like, man, that's a big looking prop. What do you have on there? Uh, so I'm I was one of them. Yeah, because <laughs> I think so I mentioned—is
0: your clearance like half an inch when the tail's off the ground?
1: Yeah, admittedly there wasn't a whole lot of clearance with the prop. Uh, it's within the specs of the engine, and it flew pretty good. But I think I'm, my next prop is going to be a little smaller, just for that to get a little better ground clearance.
0: And rubber I, made.
1: And rubber made. <laughs> I think I had an eighteen something on it when I got it. That's small. Okay. Uh, I have a. I had a twenty-six on it. Hmm. All right. So I might go through a three blader. The real one has three blade props. So actually I'm, I'm going to look and see if I can find that three blade because uh, I never have to worry about landing uh, gear up on it. Yeah. All right. So, but the plane was flying really good. I added a little bit of reflex to the ailerons. Uh, oh, okay. Like wash out. A little bit of wash out. Yeah. It hopes to tame the, the stall. And I had no problems flying around. I flew it in a couple of gaggles, yanking and banking. Uh, I think I pulled in a couple of rolls in with it um i even got a, sh- a mention from randy who did the announcing for the whole show pretty much uh well, wasn't I,
0: he like teasing you he's like that's what you get for fighting with the allies yeah i
1: turned out a smoke <laughs> and he goes oh the hell he's been hit that's what you get for flying with the allies
2: <laughs> did you do any uh
1: bomb drops i forgot to bring the bomb
2: Oh, Fitz!
1: I forgot. The, the, I needed to reglue the bomb on, and completely forgot about it. Huh. So they were at home in the box. So no bomb, uh-huh. unfortunately.
2: Well, I'm glad that airplane's back in the sky. Sounds like you've been flying it a lot lately.
1: I have. I've been flying a bit. I'm going to fly it again in, at in a couple of weeks at an event here at a bomber at the uh, Pearl Harbor event we have at Space City. That's apropos. It's, so I'll bring it up for that as well. So yeah, I've been having a good time with it. So it's a nice looking right. plane, easy flying. Why not? Didn't
0: the original owner make a comment in the Facebook page where I posted a photo?
1: Yes, he was he was chastising me a little bit for not putting the machine gun on a tail gunner. <laughs> oh yeah, the one you but lost. <laughs> what? Well, <my butt>. so, <laughs> Has it been found? I have not. No, I don't remember ever finding it. I'll just make a new one. I can three D print one, stick it on there. Yeah, oh, yeah. no problem. I just need to f- remember doing it. It's so one of those things is like, oh yeah, I need to do that. I don't remember until I'm packing it up and putting it in the car. I'm like, oh dang it! <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what else was there? Lots some of good stuff. food.
0: There's some good food. Yeah,
1: remember they that? had a nice combination of vendors. Uh, you had there's a hot dog the, truck
0: and a Thai. Was it Thai or yeah, it was Thai. Thai hot so dog
1: and, and huge barbecue place.
0: Holy smokes!
1: Yeah, yeah, I. Off a couple of days off the typhoon, I got <laughs> uh, so there was a lot of stuff that showed up. Some really wonderful aircraft, uh, all sizes. Uh, Lee's favorite electric P 38, I forgot the guys. Oh, name. Mike McCormick,
0: Mike McCormick. Oh, yeah, his custom made Zeroli. I mean, everybody was talking about it too. And I yeah. finally got some good photos and a video of it, if you haven't seen them already. By the way, I'm going to plug myself here. We always plug Hobby View. But uh, go to my Raviation Facebook page. I posted half of the photos. I haven't finished. But the cover photo in, on my Raviation page is Mike McCormick's P38 doing a beautiful flyby. And I swear yeah. it looks scale. You just, because you, if you pull up the, the scale photo of Honey Bunny, because he, he actually did, he shared one. It's like, the other one looks fake. <laughs> it, it doesn't look right. But he did such a great job. He flew it so well. He even offered to let me have my hands on the sticks. But darn it, I had that cannon in my hand and I should have dropped it and just, gimme, gimme. <laughs> you
2: should have dropped it. I should have dropped it. To just clarify, just, oh, my, you mean a Canon camera.
0: My Canon camera, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, but mm-hmm. I had fun. That was my new lens, and it's, uh, yeah, I'm glad. I, I feel like I got some really good shots of the event. We had some, you know, good weather, of course, blue sky. The only downside to the field, thund- it's called Thunderfield, by the way. I'm not sure we mentioned that, but the club slash field is Thunderfield. The event's called the Roundtop RC Expo, and the Texas Warbird Thunder guys call it Warbird over Roundtop. Now, you know, <laughs> we have three different names there, but now you know. Uh, the, <laughs> but the downside to the orientation of the field is that, the morning is the best light but probably around three o'clock the sun just comes across the side of your eye and pretty much everything becomes a silhouette from a spectator's point of view so it's really hard to photograph anything unless it passes the the midfield line so yeah that being said if you ever go there morning is the best time don't hmm. go
1: late okay. <laughs> well so to answer your question terry pretty much you know if you can name it other than really something really obscure. It was out there. They had a good mix of Allied and, and uh, Axis aircraft. Uh, there were some bombers. Michael Ibel well, was see. his B-24s out there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, I right. asked uh, Randy like a couple of the planes he thought were really good. And he's commented that uh, you know Ronnie Dean with his, uh, I don't know, it was like a Desert Camo Turbine F-16. That was the oh, first God. turbine at the field. But Finnis Hobson with the giant scale Bearcat beetle bomb oh that, that yellow one engine yeah yeah the radio engine engine yeah. yeah
2: oh don't those Mokis sound
1: good
0: oh yeah and he won uh best civilian right or post-war aircraft i think
1: yeah but best post-war i guess because it was in the racing livery. the yellow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. okay
0: yeah. yeah that was nice but that being said Barry rayburn brought his corsair with a Moki, and that's a that's a beautiful plane he's taken that to yeah. top gun before it's beautiful
1: huh. yeah There was, um, he also brought his F 104 Starfighter, the really big one. I'd
0: be amiss to forget that.
1: (laughs) And it was his first time flying it off of grass, too.
2: Well, before you talk about the Starfighter, tell me about the field itself and the runway and all that. How big is this place?
0: A thousand feet long, 380 feet wide. And I would tell you, if I get to choose the time and wind direction, of, of my favorite choice it would be i'd love to fly right to left so i can come up the hill on the right i think i'm hoping fitz agrees with me but if you can fly right to left you get this really wide turn over fred's personal property over this be- beautiful little pond or lake i mean whatever you want to call it and then you come over some trees but then you have to climb up a little hill. <laughs> to land and okay. it's it's really kind of cool um uh, but the only the, the downside of the field is just that sun but other than that i mean yes can you take off and land here absolutely and god I, i'm gonna say this but the the field has better grass than northwest rc hmm.
2: so this uh, wasn't yeah. uh, some cow pasture that they just laid out a runway well
0: it was a hay field but he's been treating it for the past eight months i guess eight to ten months okay okay so it is very well taken care of yeah and it was then, very
1: nice for a new field it was really really nice
0: yeah so finnis mowed the crap out of it <laughs> I mean, he, he probably like made 10 or 20 passes with his little uh, ztr i think because it's it's like a uh what do you call it, a fairway and not that good but you know it's really nice and then tim ott came out and did all the stripes
2: Huh? did they let you drive the zamboni
0: i didn't get to drive the zamboni Oh, that's too bad There was a recovery golf cart. I didn't have to drive that either. That's good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: So, is it a permanent runway now, or does it go back to its hayfield status?
0: No, as far as Fred's concerned, it's permanent. It's Thunderfield. It's an it's a AMA club.
3: Yeah, they
1: got they got officers and and, and club members. Yeah,
0: I think I may mention in a previous. I'm going to work to get make sure Fitz gets access. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) put him on the list i'm treasurer i can i can do some fudging of the numbers <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey fitz it's one dollar a year for you buddy
1: hey no problem <laughs> it's sold <laughs> i buy that for a dollar
0: speaking uh, of buying that for a dollar fitz got a let's go ahead and
2: just oh
0: well,
2: i do want to hear about this but i interrupted about the starfighter and then we didn't go back to it yet so tell me about the starfighter
1: uh, so Barry Rayburn has, long it's big. shiny, long, yeah. I think it's covered in flight metal. Yep. It's about, uh, 20 feet long with a two foot wingspan.
0: <laughs> if you, if you go to Aviation Facebook page, you can see a photo of it in my gallery.
1: <laughs> yeah. I forgot Bug. the specs on it, but it's the biggest Starfighter I've ever seen. Uh, huh. I think got a P240 engine or something like that, or three. Okay. It might be a three something. Well, he,
0: uh, he used that entire runway though. He did.
1: Yeah. He had two
2: or cause he could
0: uh yes because he had to but that's right. just me i mean he made it but it was like he was going and going and going i think that I downhill a, run helped yeah i was gonna say i have a photo of it in the air with trees in front of it <laughs> so, i mean it looks kind of scary but he made it it was good and then of course yeah, he, he landed made, too so did a real good job landing
1: it. it yeah he did lose a landing gear door and take off looks like Hmm.
0: Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't close it. Which, by the way, I, he goes, "Could you kindly Photoshop the front wheel off?" I said no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I said I, I right. retracted it for you. <laughs>
1: yeah, the nose gear didn't retract for some reason. So, did he fly it more than once?
2: Yeah, he flew it twice. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, I guess he's getting real comfortable with it. So yeah, it wasn't he, like
2: an experiment, and then he yeah, well, yeah. regretted. So all right, it's good.
0: Yeah, they were. Well, well, I the, think. Fitz, you were there for the maiden at Bomber, weren't
1: you? was. Or yes, I was that the second flight? Uh, it was the second flight. He had made okay. it already. Yeah, so there were several jets there. There was, you mentioned the F-16, which was real nice. The guy flew it a bunch of times. And it was a nice, uh, really big L-39. Uh, oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah, that guy was sitting next
1: to us. He was camping yeah. right next to us. Yeah. Man, he, not only that, he had that beautiful Waco. Oh, yeah, that Waco was wonderful.
0: And uh, it, he flew it very well, but very good pilot. I mean, and yeah, yeah. the L-39 was doing inverted passes and fast that I couldn't keep up with it. I mean, I was lucky to get one shot mm. in focus, <laughs> uh, but he did. He he was very, very comfortable with that L-39.
2: Yeah. Hold on. The only Waco Warbird that I'm aware of is the CG-4 glider. Oh, but is it a Waco?
3: Waco, Waco excuse
2: me? No, we no it's Waco Waco Waco. No, no Waco. he's just saying just... that
1: Waco didn't make Warbird, Warplanes. Uh, uh, said, oh, I see. Uh, they were... Yeah. And you're right. Ian it didn't Stickler have any. About, I don't think it had any library for a military library either. Maybe he paid could,
0: more than I did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> maybe they let it slide as he flew other warbirds. Uh, you know, but I have this. And, I have this
2: interesting book that basically categorizes every um, airplane that was ever in the U.S. military inventory. And I think yeah? when we first started World War II, they, they everything was there. They it commandeered civilian planes. So everything got a designation. So yeah. you could probably make an argument for just about any airplane.
1: It may have been used as a liaison or training or something. Or, you know,
2: sub hunting or, you know, yeah. coastal patrol, that kind of stuff. Civil air patrol stuff. Yeah. Or your know, transport. But anyway, I, that caught my attention. So I just thought I'd ask. No, no, you're Carry right. On.
1: That's a good point. It'd be interesting to look that up. But, uh, I asked him about it. He said it was a seagull model. So that's from our buddy Tomas. Oh yeah. There he uh, so, But it looked like just a real nice flying, sweetheart of a plane to fly around. Uh, Let's see what Oh, we forgot
0: to mention the full-scale planes.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, we need to squeeze that in somewhere. Uh, How about now? All right. (laughs) So there was quite a few, uh, I guess, between Fred and Randy, they have some good connections with the full-scale guys uh, because all three days there was quite a few full-scale planes that did flybys and a few even landed.
0: Yeah, the super cruiser landed, and I think it was a decathlon. Yeah, the green and yeah, white one were, was that a decathlon?
1: I think so. Yeah. So they there landed th- and
0: parked for a while.
1: Yeah, they landed parked. So there's plenty of room. There was a guy in RV four, maybe that was going to land, but he decided not to. He didn't think it was quite long enough, mm-hmm. or he wasn't comfortable for some reason. So he did a couple of little flybys and then went off somewhere else. And then we had a we had a, a steerman. Two flybys for a couple of days. Oh, it was uh, a
0: Citabra, not a Decathlon.
1: A Citabra? Okay. I always get those two confused anyways. Um a P51 and a T6, right? The T6?
0: He did not. The, they, the T6 came earlier in the week. Oh, so. it was Thursday. Okay. Yeah. yeah I I saw the
1: pictures of it, but I didn't. Okay.
0: Yeah. So we didn't get to get that. And I asked uh Fred about that and he said he wasn't sure why he didn't come. And I think mm. some of us are disappointed that P51 didn't do its show like it did at Bomber.
1: Yeah, it was a little sedate. We but, wanted a
0: little yeah. bit lower, and he was <laughs> kind of keeping it high. I'm like, Aw. <laughs> Maybe oh.
1: Maybe just was not with the field. Yeah. There was a third plane, too, because the Kefla. Uh, the, the oh, the steerman.
0: The steerman. The big, beautiful gray steerman with the yellow.
1: Yeah, it had a neat paint scheme on that one. It was silver yep. and yellow, mm-hmm. but with the yellow highlights on the wings, it was kind of yep. neat.
2: Yep. You got some good images uh, of that, Lee.
0: Thank
1: you. Yeah, really good. Yeah, you can see the people. I
0: mean, it, it wasn't like he was going fast. <laughs> <laughs> we had time, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was surprisingly it was quiet.
1: Place. It wasn't very a noisy plane. He's You're kinda...
0: right. You're, he's, Vince, a, that was a great observation. It was very quiet when I mean, it's not like something you'd, you you know, you look up and go, oh, well, that's a steerman because it'd be a It's like he put mufflers on that or something. So, yeah, because <laughs>
1: we were commenting a lot of the model airplanes were louder than that thing was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was really nice to, to see. Uh, you know, some nice flybys and be able to fondle a couple of planes that landed and they were able to uh, talk to the people and that kind of stuff, so. uh, What was the
2: protocol when a full-scale wanted to land?
0: Oh, fly whatever you want. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. They shut the flight line down. But it was great because people just shut down and got their cameras and took pictures.
2: Well, I meant how do they make it work? Because when I've flown at other RC fields that are also active full-scale runways – they had something sort of set up where the full scale plane would fly by and rock their wings or something to signal their intent to land and then
0: oh oh well better yet fred is as uh, a pilot so okay. he had a radio and he was talking to his friends these are friends oh, okay. he knows from the, uh, the i guess the airport they came from so mm-hmm. he was talking to them on a radio in fact i have a photo of him you know hammering hammering off with the guy from the, the super cruiser and the satabra so you know, he's, he's in the middle of the runway. He's like, do you see me? You're right. <laughs> you know, so, you have the paddles. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, not that. Yeah, we should put a wire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, what's even better is that, you know, like uh, poor Barry, he needed the whole runway to take off. But like the super cruiser, I think he touched down like a foot before the runway and he stopped, you know, before midfield. <laughs>
1: <Huh>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little, definitely a stall plane. Didn't take much to take off, either.
3: Oh, Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, I guess while we're talking full scale, we also should mention the cars that showed up.
0: Oh, all right.
1: I know it's an airplane show, but just uh, it was neat to see. They had three interesting vehicles show up. They had the uh, Hervey the Love Bug replica. That's yeah. Is that Randy's? Yeah. Okay. Randy's Rantons, a VW yeah.
2: guy, right? I think
0: yep. it's, a, it's either a 63 or a 65. It's, and I think the story is he used to own the body for that Volkswagen. He gave it to somebody else. And then when he got it back, it was just in terrible shape. So that thing was just a, a bucket of parts when he got it. And did you see mm. how wonderfully he put that together? That thing is a show oh, it's car. It's
1: beautiful. It is. It is absolutely beautiful. And it's Herbie, too, which makes it even he, better.
0: <laughs> he put a remote <laughs> horn adapter. He had a, oh. a little remote in his pocket. Every now and then, Herbie would honk. He goes, what's that, Herbie? <laughs>
1: well, let me tell you about that. I actually did it oh. by accident. We, we was giving a pilot's briefing on, I think, Saturday morning. Um, there was a transmitter sitting on the table, and it was beeping because nobody had touched it. And so it was beeping and being, you know, let you know that, hey, I've been dormant turn me off or something and so i picked it up and i, and I was like why is the transmitter on i almost turned it off i said no maybe it's on for a reason and i just happened to i was wondering if it was one of the little tanks on the ground there's a bunch of little rc tanks there so i, I pressed the trigger button and herbie beeps <laughs> i was like ah okay <laughs> oh, that's funny <laughs> so i beeped the horn accidentally uh and, and there was the uh oh i'm going he's gonna kill me there was keith Fontenot's Transam. Is it?
0: Yeah. It's from okay. Smoking Tran-
1: the Bandit. Yeah, Smoking Bandit Trans Am. I get Trans Am Firebirds confused too sometimes, so I want to make sure I didn't. Uh, also, a very nice car. He, he bought that recently and had some work done on it uh, to fix it up, and and it looked really good. It let me sit in it. And uh, also, uh, for interesting, also was a Fiat, Fiat 500, I believe. An old one. From huh. like, I don't know, 50s, 60s. Yeah, it okay. was apparently Fred's wife's car, and it was dressed up as a taxi, which I thought was funny. <laughs> you ain't going to get too many suitcases in that thing, but... Right. It's a tiny car. So, so at one point, they pulled them out and lined up on the runway and took some photographs of them together and with the owners and that kind of stuff, so I thought it was kind of neat to kind of add some flavor to the show, so to speak. Yeah. That's cool. All right. So, you want to know next, Terry? You- well, good at.
2: Lee said he didn't fly anything, and you've only talked about the Val. What else did you take to the show?
1: I only took two planes. I didn't take my trailer. So I took the Val, and I took the Marine Saunier as well. And I flew that two days. I flew that Friday and Saturday. Um, it came home in one piece, though the last flight I had some engine trouble, and I'm not quite sure what was going on. Uh, so I had, a, I had a dead stick twice. So huh. something goofy was going on. The first flight on Thursday went great. No problems. Flew around. Had a good time with it. And then on Saturday, took it up, flew for a couple of minutes, and then the engine quit. And I was like, huh. And I dead sticked it, brought it back, started back up, purred like a kitten. I was like, well, that's interesting. So I well, let me check it up again. Went up, flew for a couple minutes, dead stick again. Like, what the... Uh, and so on, it, on the last dead stick, uh, I ended up bending the landing gear a little bit. So, uh, that's that. And I tried restarting it in the air. I pressed the restart button. And oh, to I forgot you have an onboard starter. Yeah, yeah. But it wouldn't restart. I said, what the heck? And you bring it down and pull it over to the pits and start it up. Purrs like a kitten, runs full throttle. Like it's something very odd's going on in the air. Problem is I can't really hear it that well because there's so many other planes. So I don't know if it's yeah. doing anything weird in the air. Yeah. So I am going to take it out and fly it by itself and see if I can hear anything in the air. If it's leaning out or something, I don't know what's going on. Or check out the hmm. fuel system.
2: Well, not—I don't intend this as a joke, but were all your mounting bolts and muffler bolts tight?
1: As <laughs> far <laughs> as I know, no. Okay. See, the muffler has fallen off completely in that plane, and didn't it didn't bother it? It ran okay. just fine. I didn't know it, other than it you know, sounds a little louder than usual. And yeah. So something—I don't know what's going on. But uh, but other than that, that was it. And it turned out to be a good thing that I only brought two planes, which we'll get to later. Uh, I know what that means. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's added uh, to the will never happen pile in his garage.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's just say that there were some things at the swap meet that uh, uh, I was made some offers I couldn't refuse.
0: Terry Foot right. called him over and said, "Hey, buddy, I got <laughs> something for you." <laughs> Actually, I, I take that back. We were in this. Fitz and I were just walking. I think it was uh, after we ate lunch. and We were just walking through the swap Me tent, and this was on the ground, right? My yeah, it was like was under, underneath a table. Underneath the table, yeah. and then Fitz opened the box, and then uh, I realized that it was Terry Foots' stuff. Terry is one of the uh, Terry Foots is one of the organizers of the event. He's friends with Fred Massey, and so when I saw Terry i think he just grabbed us and said hey i got something to show you what do you do he took us to a truck you know <laughs> that had stickers on it you know it's like free candy it's a texas the truck. version of a basement <laughs> exactly and follow sure enough, me he had i think that was just the fuselage in the box or did you just, yeah it was a fuselage in the box he showed us the wings and then he showed us all the
2: extra parts and then right, on. just you guys gotta back up you just keep talking about just the box what is this
1: thing it is a jet hanger hobbies uh kefir mm-hmm. ducted fan.
2: Ooh. Fiberglass. I somebody, well, I know where you need to go for help with that. I've already, already I already have. <laughs> All right.
1: So how big is this thing? Oh, I think it's got a forty something inch wingspan, maybe sixty inches long or something like that. Okay. And That's are you gonna size.
2: Yeah. So it's an EDF and this was probably a kit from the 90s 80s really is that that far back wow yes yeah, so it
1: would, it would uh, have had a
2: glow fan in it then
1: wow yes this was designed for glow ducted fan and this was i was told this was actually the first model that chet hanger hobbies came out with this is their uh, their first design that they kitted mm-hmm. and you have like an option of three wings there's uh i think a, a sport wing a scale wing, and a foam wing, which is somewhere in between, I, as I understand. And it's also, you can build it as a Mirage 3 or a Kefir. Okay. Uh, the box actually is basically a Mirage 3. To do the Kefir, you got to um, get a couple of mods. The, the nose is different. Are the canards
2: something. functional?
1: And I think the canards. Oh. You know, I don't know, because it's designed as, I haven't looked at it that far. So I don't know. Well, actually, the canards on the real one are not functional. Okay. They they they're just there to improve uh, handling at low speeds and landing. So they're not really functional for anything. Other All right. than A little bit extra lift. Yeah. Uh, so I remember, funny. I used the hobby store I used to work at when I was a kid. Uh, back in the late '80s, some guy brought one in and hung it up, and I was always in awe of it. I thought that was that was just cool looking. Uh, so. Uh, now do I have one, and it's it's pretty neat. And I'm so, probably going to make it electric.
2: Okay, that was my question, whether you're going to go yeah. kerosene or electrons. I'll probably do electrons on that one.
0: Okay. A little of both.
2: <laughs> a little of <A> both. Smidgen <laughs> near, a
0: smidgen there. Yeah.
2: So the reference we're making before is our buddy Chris Wolf, whose father was the proprietor of Jet Hanger Hobbies. And Chris used that... Same kit to win Scale Masters one time.
1: Yes, he did. I saw the pictures on the. Yeah, yeah build's very though. nice.
2: Yeah, I think his. Yeah, really, really. Crap, I, was, I couldn't remember if I was thinking his was a turbine, but maybe it was electric too. Hmm. I'll have to
1: look. Uh, it I believe his is electric. It was electric, right. twelve cell. Okay. Yeah, I was just looking at it the other day. So yeah, twelve cell electric. I don't know what. I think he said it was a. One of his fans they used to sell for EDF Turbax ter- uh, Vince is going
0: 13 cells. Just to Yeah.
1: Chris. <laughs> Take that, Chris. <laughs> I went 13 and a half cells. <laughs>
0: I see your 12 and I raise you. Another-
1: <laughs> so what size fan
2: is it? And was the fan in the box? Uh, so when I talked to Chris, I think he said around 100 millimeters is what he'd recommend. Okay. So it didn't have the fan, the original fan with it.
1: Uh, no, but it looks like I'm going to be getting some fans from um terry 30 foot oh he's, he's okay. got some stuff so i'll see what he has he may have a 100 110 millimeter whatever fan well, for it
0: chris says 100 you do 105
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's, it's like when you're bidding at the price is right i'll do 101 so you got a good deal on this thing
1: yes i did i got a very good deal all right because uh, it, it's, it, it's who you know it's who i know and it, it came with some motors too he he uh had a couple of High powered uh, uh, in runner motors, I was eyeballing. So, -hmm. I think one of them would be actually suitable for use in that chrome
0: plated, shiny, shiny heat sinks,
1: (laughs) eight millimeter shafts, you know, 5,000 watt motors or whatever the hell they are. Wow. All right. You're stepping into the big leagues, man.
2: (laughs) But wait,
0: there's more.
2: Okay. I'm listening.
1: What? Still listening?
0: Saturday fits
1: oh you mean at the end
0: yeah just ah okay
1: so uh at the uh, end of the event they had the the pilot prizes and the raffles that they went through and uh sometime early in the year they'd given a bunch of us these little stickers to stick on our aircraft that said round top something or another and they said put this on your plane and it, and it gives you a chance to win something or get special recognition or something. They were, they were very coy about it. They just said, just stick it on your plane, and if we select you, you it'll, good things will happen. <laughs> and, and so I, I had I pretty much, actually I had almost forgotten about it, but I at least had taken the effort to stick it in my transmitter case uh, so that you know, I wouldn't lose it. And so we, when they got there, they reminded us, please put the sticker we gave you onto your plane. It has to have flown... So uh conveniently I stuck it on my moraine Sonia yeah, to cover up the the tear the covering after I had nosed over <laughs> a few months ago. <laughs> so it's a little bit of tape I was like, oh, I'll just stick it right here. It'll cover it right, stylish right up. Band-aid. Yeah, it a stylish Band-Aid.
2: Yeah, the stylish band-aid. Is the
1: valve yeah. still
0: have a stylish uh, stylish band aid on it?
1: It indeed it does. It's got oh, that, that American fun. flag band aid. Woohoo! Check it. Okay, um So and so it was luck turns out, they called my name. They said, uh, when I, you know, they did a dramatic call of me and I said, all right, so turn around. They told me to turn face the runway. So I was facing away from everybody while they go grab whatever it was I won. I had no idea what they were going to do. And so when I turn around to see what I won, it was a new in a box, 84 inch Bearcat. From, Ooh, uh, models. Fiberglass fuselage, really, really nice. Uh, 60cc size with uh, with electric tracks included. What? Well, who did you say makes it? Uh, it's oh, I can't remember the manufacturer. It was um, Warbird Models sells it. Okay, so it's a current and, kit. Uh, I think I had it up here for a second. Uh, yeah, it's a current kit that they sell. Wow. Oh, it doesn't have a name. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the name. I think it's their their own brand, I think. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm looking at their website. I forgot to bring the manual, but it doesn't really say the manufacturer. That's interesting. What is the website? It's uh, texasrcplanes.com.
2: Hmm, okay. I'm not familiar with that one.
1: And this is is not a cheap plane either.
0: Should we mention the price, or do we just... That's a... It's a pretty penny there, buddy. That's an awesome gift.
1: It was a very sure. pretty penny, and I was really surprised to get it. It's it's fantastic.
2: So was that a donation from a person or the company to the yeah, price I stash? I
1: don't know the particulars. If it was a donation or they bought it, I don't know. Um, they may have said, I just don't remember. Okay. I don't know if you remember Lee or not.
0: Well, are you sure... This is the 97-inch Bearcat, isn't it? You said like no,
1: 80. 84-inch. I'm looking right at it Okay, on the website. You might just do a search to say Bearcat and then pick the 84-inch one.
0: Well, I see two, but I guess I'm looking at the wrong. Continue. Oh,
1: oh, oh. here it is. CY models. Charlie okay. Yankee models. All right. Uh, so I see some videos of it. it. seems to fly really nice. It's got big flaps. It seems really mild handling. Uh, there was one picture that has a uh, Sato sixty radio, three cylinder radio in it. it sounded, mm-hmm. That really sounded, looked really snazzy. Right. Uh, so I haven't decided what I'm going to power it with. Um, deciding if I even do it with the fuel or electric, I don't know. Wait, it's an ARF. It's an ARF, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. so the it's painted and the wings are built up also.
1: Um,
0: I can tell you the fuselage is painted.
1: The, the fuselage helmets. painted, yeah. I don't remember if the wings, it's a good question. I know I, I looked at them briefly, but I forgot to, if they were wood or fiberglass. I, I don't remember.
2: It says high quality balsa and plywood material. I assume that's probably the elevator
1: and the, the fuselage. Wings. Okay. But, All right. So it only says the fuselage is fiberglass. So I guess the wings are wood and covered. Holy cow, she- I just saw the price,
2: which is reasonable <laughs> for this kind of airplane, but. Amazing for a raffle prize. Uh, Yeah. Fitz is living right.
0: I should have charged Fitz a delivery charge. (laughs)
2: You
1: you had to take it home? So, (laughs) yes. Uh, So, since I had bought uh, the kefir and. Oh, I also had bought uh, a little uh, rolling table. It was in a box, but it didn't take up that much space. But I also had. There was something else. What else? Two boxes for the kefir. And I had a a few other random stuff. So yeah, I I could. We ended up disassembling the box and taking most of the pieces out. And I took the wings and the cowl and a few odds and ends. And Lee was kind enough to take the fuselage and the the flattened box because it it just was not going to fit. Not with that big giant uh, Marine Zolner in there. So (laughs) yeah, so I had to. Yeah, uh, split it up between two cars, uh, but you know, it's the it's a it's a dirty job, if somebody had to do it, I guess.
2: Wow. Congratulations, buddy! That's a good oh, score. Thank you. Oh, yeah. It was so. Do you have plans for what you're going to put in it and all that jazz?
1: So on my two minds, I don't know. I'm not gonna not gonna be able to get to it all that soon, anyways. But half of me says, you know, take the. I had that zero. It's about the same size hmm. and the electric one, but it's kind of beat up now. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just take the motor out of that, and stick it in this. Hmm. And the other half of me says, man, something like a radio would be really cool to stick in there. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I haven't decided. All right. Well, that'll be neat though.
0: Our yeah. Our 100 millimeter EDF. <laughs> <laughs> Let's really have fun.
1: <laughs> Which might taxi it at the most. <laughs> yeah. So I thought of you the
2: other day because I saw a thing on Facebook that apparently the Japanese had a captured Hellcat for a while. So mm. there was a, a Hellcat with a meatball on it. Yeah, we'll so I wonder if there's any interesting schemes like that for a Bearcat.
1: Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. The the It comes in the regular just all blue and it's not all that exciting. Yeah. Um, so there was a racer version. I think there was a right. two-toned version. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see if there was a captured version or something, a trainer or something, a little different.
2: Yeah. I'm sure the French left some behind in Vietnam. And maybe they got used.
1: Uh, you know, that's a good point. I think some were used in Vietnam. I think. I have to double check. I had a list of all. Uh, the well, Vietnamese I know they were used aircraft. by the
2: French, but after the, the French were asked to leave,
1: yeah, um, I think the South think Vietnamese may behind. have had some. Yeah. Yeah, South Vietnamese had a lot of, for a while, they couldn't use any jets. So they all had all kinds of reciprocating engine planes they were using. Yeah. And there may have been a Bearcat. Uh, i had have to look. Um, I was just thinking, you know, speaking of a swap meet, but there was a lot of good deals that were that were uh, available. And one at one point, a guy pulled up with a U-Haul truck and just started unloading all kinds of stuff that was from an old defunct hobby store. Uh-huh. That was some pretty good deals, um, um, and well, as you forget, walk,
0: let's. I was gonna say, let's don't forget who we who joined us. It was Tom Blakeney and Richard Ing were there.
1: Yes, it, it kind of actually leads into it because. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. It was very good. You mentioned that, so yeah, our buddies Tom Blakeney and Richard Ing came up from the Fort Worth area, and were there all three days, and uh, we've talked about Richard before, and he's he's got like uh, some sort of special sensory thing for stuffing out deals he's got a radar he's got a, yeah, a deal dar <laughs> although i have to admit i deal dar <laughs> deal dar <laughs> so uh i think he picked up something from the guy who was, was unloading some nice stuff he had unloaded and but i had walked down to the at some point walked down to the opposite end of the field and was looking around another guy had a bunch of stuff and I was like, huh? And he seemed like he was offering some really good prices. So I sent Tom a mess—not uh, Tom, uh, Richard—a message. To say, hey, this guy has some good deals. You might want to come down here. And so he he came down and ended up pretty much buying a guy out. <laughs> really? Well, he was yeah. like
0: that at the Richardson Swap Meet. This guy started putting models on the table. He goes, "I'll just buy the rest of the cart from you." And then yeah. the guy was gone. <laughs> he left. <lost>. He <laughs> gave, gave the cart to Richard, and that was it. Yeah, it's me. some
1: really good stuff. Now he had well, one
2: thing. Well, go ahead. Uh, well, I only know Richard and Tom from Best, which is an electric event. So I, in my head, they're electric only flyers. Were yeah. they partaking in wet fuel stuff too? No, you could fly electric stuff. Tom was. Did he fly anything? He was there mainly does, for the swap meet.
0: Yeah, he was. He does rockets. <laughs> he
3: does well, rockets. I mean,
2: you guys are talking about them buying all this stuff, so I just assumed it's mostly. Gasser or nitro stuff for well, No, sale this was stuff. Well.
1: This was, no, no, no. This was like kits and stuff that weren't powered. Okay. So he bought, he bought a bunch of stuff that could be easily flown as electric. Okay. Well, I was going to ask if they got to fly as well and, uh, or if anyone flew electric stuff. Richard didn't come there to fly, so he didn't bring anything. Tom brought a couple of planes, but I don't remember seeing him fly. Okay. He might have. He, he talked about how he didn't really have that big of planes yet. Yeah. He, thought, he thought he was talking about building something giant scale fly an event like this, he was mainly the there scale to sell electrics some stuff. electrics are a little bit rare. Yeah, I mean there was a there was a couple there at the show, but he was mainly um, there to sell. He had a he had a table set up and was selling a bunch of stuff. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, even so. I got into the deal and bought something from him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I ended up buying a big motor from him. As a matter of fact, I bought a one sixty size electric motor, a big, big, big motor with a. Uh, uh, mount 1.6 huh. cubic inch equivalent oh, I forgot what that was like 25cc equivalent electric motor I
2: sense a trend here Fitz
1: what's that
2: you're going bigger oh in general yeah
1: yeah well now that I have a vehicle that can hold it
2: <laughs> I think you're about to outgrow the and, RAV4 and a yeah. trailer you have a trailer <laughs> for it trade it so in, in be- for a
1: RAV5 RAV5 <laughs> <laughs> or I need a trailer for a trailer uh no uh, man, it was one model that it was it was such a challenge for me to hold back on. That I had to I had to really initiate my self discipline uh, cause it was such a good deal and it was pretty cool. But I said, No, no, I don't I, uh, I'm running out of space as it is. And a guy was selling a BF one ten, uh oh, a cool. large one, twin it was glow uh not glow, it was a uh, gas. I think it had two twenty CC engines in it. Mm-hmm. And it was ready to fly. It was basically is either receiver ready or bite and fly, I can't remember. Fiberglass fuselage. A, a little bit of a hangar rash on it, but it, it looked decent enough and he won a really good price. Yeah, some weathering. And man, it was so tempting. That was just really cool. it was really like, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Must say no. <laughs> uh, so you did? Does that really hurt you? Said me? No. Oh it was there's a guy selling a turbine F fifteen too for an extremely good price. It was more money. I mean it was, you know, a couple thousand bucks, but it was beautiful. Anyways. Hubba Hubba Hubba. Yeah. So it was it was it was a good event with some nice some nice deals, nice eye candy. Um
0: well, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna do some more marketing for the event. Yeah. You know, for what we got and with a lot of people, you know kind of shy about an inaugural event how's it going to go it's outside you know tom gave us some really good praise in fact he actually left a nice comment on rc groups about it you know mm. saying he sold six planes you know and that was he was surprised at that i mean i'm sure yeah. there are other swap meets he'd probably been to and like he'd sell two or three but the stuff that we saw i mean we bought planes we bought i bought parts as, from the same guy that Fitz was yeah. eyeing over the f-15 this guy you know just Threw a whole bunch of stuff out on the, the grass there, and you know lots of people were there. Yeah, um, yeah. But this was the first one, so you know we know we want to make improvements to the swap meet. I guarantee you there'll be two tents, at yeah, at least gonna, next year. Yeah. If I not think three it's the same because, thing. yeah, so you can imagine the deals are going to be good. But however, that being said, you better show up Thursday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the tents was, are going to be. <laughs> I was surprised
1: how many gone. people were selling stuff on Thursday. And some, some, you had some good deals and a lot of stuff. So Thursday and Friday were actually the best deals for the swap days for the swap meet. If anything, Saturday was a little bit less than the other days. Well, didn't Joe
0: Joe showed up too, right?
1: Uh, yeah, God God, knows Joe showed up. I understand he bought a bunch of stuff from people.
0: It's like Richard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, must
1: have learned from Richard. (laughs) Yeah, those two's arch rivals. Uh, Oh, I want to give a shout out to Mike Rosnick. Our buddy he came also down to Fort Worth with his helicopters. Uh, obviously, they're not giant scale helicopters, so he was mainly flying at the north end, at the side. And he those actually north offered guys. Those north. Those <laughs> northern. <laughs> nor- those, nor- those, <laughs> those Northerners. northerners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he did something really nice, unexpected. He offered to, to let me fly one of his helicopters, and I was like, okay. <laughs> he brought at least two. He brought the Sikorsky H six, I think. Uh, and uh, the Bell 47, the MASH one. Okay. And uh, he offered, uh, he said, you know, just pick one. I think like, I don't know, which one do you think I should That's a real fly? selfish choice. <laughs> yeah. And he said, well, let's try the H-6. It was, it's an H-5 or H-6. I always get confused. But uh, uh, we were about to fly that one, but he was having some issue with the tail rotor. So he said, okay, well, we'll just fly the to, 47. To and uh, so he let me fly that. And that was that was really neat to kind of fly around. It's It's scale, so you don't really do much with it. Other than, you know, kind of, I just kind of hovered in some slow forward flight and some pirouettes and stuff. But it was just neat to, to fly a cool helicopter like that. And I really want to show my appreciation for, for to him letting me fly it. That was really nice.
2: Yeah, cool.
0: Uh, I'll do a shout out to Mike McCormick who offered to let me fly the P-38, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> do do next time mike <laughs> uh well, let's i'm gonna do some more plugging uh shout out to the vendors that did come out we didn't have a lot again kind of shy first year but as it a and rc hobbies they they are often out like at bomber field and uh, they brought their trailer with a lot of goodies and i picked up a couple things and i think austin did too Uh, Stanzel Museum, they came out and had a display of some of the control line and they had a little uh, auction Uh, someone had donated a couple of control line planes to them and they brought them out to raise money for the museum, I thought that was wonderful and I hope next year we plug that more and and offer or have people donate planes and do an auction like that either to fund the event or in this case, I uh, wanted to point out that all the money just didn't go back to Fred Massey and his family or pay the Texas Warbird Thunder team. Uh, Fred was going to donate a huge portion of that to the local fire department and the school district in Round Top. Oh, so nice. There was, a, in fact, a couple of kids there running a bucket down the field for donations, and I think that's a, that's a good thing that he's doing for his community. And uh, I, for, I apologize if I've forgotten any other vendors that were out there, but we had food vendors. We had RC guys out there. We had some wonderful people visit from all over. Uh, there was someone who posted a great photo where I, I just love the camaraderie where uh, one of the guys uh, had crashed in midair. It's, Fitz and I were eating, and I saw it happen right in the middle of my, you know corner of my eye. And these two guys crashed in the middle of the field. But that night, Fitz, I'm not sure if you knew, but they went back. They had flashlights or whatever. They were all, oh, I think it was someone's truck. They were putting the truck at this table, and they were rebuilding that plane to fly the next day. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was kind of neat. A lot of fun.
2: That's cool. All right, so I want to bring up a thing I saw on one of those threads on Facebook. But there were actually a couple people who were complaining about the price of it. And if I understand right, it was $20 for the whole weekend for the car load. So if you went with the buddy it was 20 bucks for the both of you. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah,
0: it is. And I'm going to in fact I'm glad you brought it up because that was some confusion and again we just have to address that. Tom had called me it said, hey, Lee, I sent an email. I didn't get a response, and I'm, I'm not sure what's going on, but there are people asking. And so it's a valid question. The answer was if you came as a spectator, just as a spectator to watch, it was $20 per car load. So if you showed up on Thursday and you paid $20, uh-huh. anybody in the car or basically the car and its occupants got in for $20 for the rest of the three days. You'd okay. get a tag on your car, and then you could park anywhere. And as long as you came back with a tag, anybody in the car would come in. If you came as a swap meet person, the fee was $5 for your car, and then mm-hmm. you paid for whatever table you rented, and that was per day. So if you wanted to, just one day to rent a table, I, think, I apologize, I am lost. I think it's $20 per table uh, for that day. So if you came back the next day, you basically got in free, but then you just paid for your table again. And then yeah. finally, if you were a pilot, you'd get a tag. You didn't pay anything for the entrance fee, and you paid your pilot fee up front which was $30.
2: Oh, for the weekend? Yes. Oh, that's really good. We had 114 pilots. Yeah. Okay. What were they complaining about?
0: Because of the confusion, I think they were thinking maybe it was $20 a day. And so Uh, that probably could have been it, but for $20 for three days. Oh, heck no. That was a great fee. Especially if you had eight people with you. Yeah. In a RAV4 prime. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up back there, Billy. Just (laughs) we're almost there. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so, okay thanks for clarifying that so i assume there are already plans to do this thing next year
0: absolutely in fact i i'm sure i mentioned it we're going to have a meeting in a couple of weeks sit down drink some cocoa <laughs> go over all our notes good pros and cons and make it bigger and better
2: lessons learned all right
0: good i i'm going to say a quote here hopefully for the article i'm writing but i just love i talked with chad Boudreaux. Uh, We didn't mention that yet, but four members of the AMA showed up. Chad Boudreaux, the executive director, Rich Hansen, the president of the AMA, Andy Cameron, who's executive vice president, and Lawrence Harville, who's the district eight vice president. He's a hoot, by the way. Lawrence is just, he's super excited. He's great. He's good for the AMA. But Chad came, he saw it. He was a little hesitant, you know, first time thing. But um, he said, I think this could be the start of something big. And it was exciting to be at the birth. That could be the next big thing for the hobby. It's like pick, you know, we're seeing the, someone pick up the baton and creating a next generation of nationwide events. And uh, he was on the fence, but he said this could be like it felt for the inaugural Joe Nall or Toledo show. Oh, wow. And that, you know, he was one of the you know, first people there. In fact, Randy Larson had made stickers for those people, you know, who felt worthy enough to buy a sticker that said, you know, I I was at the first uh, Round Top RC Expo. I bought several. <laughs> I'm going to place yeah, all I, over the place.
1: I got a couple, too. Although I missed the the one I had the Texas outline. I, they were sold out by the time I got to it. But I did get some of the other ones.
0: I'll sell you one for $1,000. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. Or a, or bear, a bear cat. cat. <laughs> <laughs> Terry got me. Uh, but he's right. I mean, you, we knew there You know, there would be some hesitation. But I th- I think everybody who showed up and everything I've read online since the event has been very positive. Uh, if some people were complaining, we'd had someone say that the parking was an issue. True, I agree. Someone said that there was a difficulty getting to the flight line. I disagree with that. So I'm not sure they were knew where the yeah, flight line was, for that matter. Yeah. I think <laughs> there was tons of there was there were ter- several times where I looked at Fitz and said, "Why isn't anybody flying?" You know, <laughs> maybe they're at the swap meet or something. Uh, but overall, it was great. And and honestly, guys, I I hope we can come back to this episode one forty one. Let's make sure I play it before Round Top next year so I can point out all the improvements that we are already planning to make and get that number from 114 to 150 plus and get the spectators from 500 to 800. Maybe he had 500
2: spectators? Yep. That's good. 500, that that what you the,
0: said? That was the estimate that I asked up front. The lady who was, by the way, the lady was Susan Massey, Fred's wife, she, mm. was, she was such a sweetheart. I mean, she was just up there in her little, her little vest and just smiling at everybody who came in. But I asked her, I said, how many people do you think have came in? She goes, well, just judging by the number of cars and the people we saw in the cars, you know, for over these three days, and she goes, I bet it was about 500 people who just came to watch. Okay, that includes yeah. the pilots then. Yeah, it would probably include the pilots too. Yeah,
2: Still, yeah that's, that's a pretty really good,
1: good showing. Yeah. yeah. For non-RCers to
2: drive out to the mm-hmm. country, see what yeah. all the fuss is about. Yeah.
0: And the weather was great. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I mean, it was really nice. Yeah,
0: the crosswind was a a, a bit of a problem for landing. Maybe <laughs> <It's> a <laughs> little
1: a, bit. Of, it wasn't terrible though. It was a little no, bit crosswind, but, just, but it wasn't a very it bad. Just,
0: but it was very Oh yeah, it was great. It was very nice.
1: So I wonder if they would entertain ideas having other events throughout the year, smaller ones.
0: Oh, absolutely. That's something we're going to talk about. Maybe like again, we want to kind of split it up like they do with the antique show, spring and fall. So we're going to try to do a spring show. Mm. But nothing, nothing to this level. This is kind of like yeah. Bomber. You have your Ward event event, then you have the Big Bird event in September, and so there you go.
1: What if they could do a uh, all electric event?
0: Maybe. I think. Or did I mention to you though, Fitz? I'm trying to get with our club to do an electric vent, an all electric no. vent. Yeah, no, I I want to try to rekindle that. We had it once many years ago when Stewart was president, yeah. and I'm going to try to get back get that back on our books. So. Try to see if I can find a a time slot in April where it doesn't conflict with other events, you know, popular events nearby. So I'll work on that. Cool. But before we close out on Round Top, which I think was great, are there any other questions or things that you feel like we missed, Terry?
2: Oh, I don't know. Were there any awards that they gave out?
0: Yeah, they gave um, the best crash was the, for the two guys who had midair. Oh, okay. uh, and then they had uh, the Bearcat won for best post. Um, the, was it the B-17 that won for World War II again? Oh, I know. Barry won for his Starfighter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Larry. He won for the OV-10.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Something, uh, something for OV-10. I forgot that what was it was. That hang- was the big um, Verizon I, hobby. Yeah, I think okay. for the best multi-engine, I think. Yeah, Bingo. it was a really, the really big one from Ryzen. He's got two gassers on it. He flew it quite a few times and was, seemed to enjoy well, it. So,
0: And dare I, this is hilarious, but dare I forget that I'm in, holding in my hand an award that I received from the Texas Woodward Thunder Flying Team, Team Photographer Lee Ray.
2: Oh, nice. All right.
0: And it fits my car perfectly. it slides right into that slot so i'm very happy i mean i've been drinking from it this entire podcast so i was very honored to have received that
2: oh that's cool and i'm glad you mentioned that because that reminds me that i mentioned on the last show that i was a guest on a different podcast the aviation rc Noob podcast and i received a similar gift from them a couple days ago a very nice mug with their logo on it oh nice and uh yeah
1: wait wait, they have mugs with logos I know, right? Where's our Mugs at Logos?
2: Yeah. Call our marketing guy. Fire them.
0: (laughs) You know, I guess maybe we should put that question out there because, you know, we we have funded this five-year-long podcast with our own dough. (laughs) And we're happy to do it. But if we got to start giving away stuff like that, we need to have... A GoFundMe page.
1: gonna <laughs> come with their own product line of swag. Oh T-shirts, gosh. hats, flamethrowers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We just That's the sad truth. Or if you guys want to find some sponsors for us that are willing to, you know, give, let us give them some commercial time, we'd be happy to do that. But we really just do this for fun. So until then, I'm not going to be forking over $500 for mugs. I'm sorry. <laughs> sponsors
2: can be a slippery slope. <laughs>
0: My kids need to eat. <laughs> You're, that's true. I agree with Terry. So if you do offer us sponsors, make sure them they, they accept us <laughs> and they wouldn't make us go down a dark road. <laughs>
2: So, all right. So that sounds like it was a good inaugural event. Was it kind of like a a, a, a play where the dress rehearsal goes horribly, but then the, the first show is miraculously great?
0: No, all three days were great.
2: OK, because you seemed a little stressed out heading into it, kind of like you're about to have puppies. And then I think things just fell together for you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's just me. That's a lee I, I do stress <laughs> out. So maybe, that, be just maybe the... that was it. But I I think I was rightly worried because I really wanted to have this go well for Fred. I yeah. mean, I know in his heart, I know in Terry's heart, they really wanted a, a great event. They, you know, asked the Texas Warbird Thunder team to help them out. They wanted to put on a show, get some people in here. And I, you know, Fred told me, I've had my interview with Fred, that he was very happy. His expectations were met. He this is cool. Um, Rob, Terry, sorry, Fitz, were you there when they were flying the RC little trainer 40? I think it was an Avastar. Yeah. Uh, later in the day. Did you go up and see that it was Fred's son, Owen, and his grandson, Miles, flying?
1: I did not see that. I was too far away. I heard him announce it. <clears throat> I was watching it a little bit.
0: So I'll close with this. I, this, is, this touched me. Uh, but I was over there and I took some photos. And then when Miles was getting his hands on the trainer, because it was uh, Paul Curry and Greg Yancey who were uh, using buddy, a buddy system, buddy cord system with, the, with both of them, and my camera had to telephoto. So I had to just quickly grab my iPhone. I was just shooting very wide angle pictures from low level with Owen, I mean, excuse me, Miles, getting the three generations of pilots. So there's Fred behind his son, behind his grandson. And when I talked to Fred, he said, of all the things that happened during the event, that was my favorite photo. That was my favorite thing to sit there and fly with my two, my son and my grandson. Oh, that's cool. That that was his takeaway. And I was like, damn, that's that's great. I mean, because that's what he, you know, he's talking about how kids and how we want to get them to the hobby. And that to him was the most special moment. And I mean, I, it nailed it. I, I think that's that really does speaks volumes to what we're trying to do is get more kids involved. So hopefully that'll be something we tag onto our list of things is what can we do to, you know, call kids out, do more fun with them. Flight simulator slash Chuck lighter slash. Can we have a a demo time say 30, 45 minutes where we get a couple of kids on buddy boxes? Hmm. That's a good idea. I hope so.
2: All right. So is it the same time of year next or have you even discussed that yet?
0: As it was discussed, that we would love to do it on every Veterans Day weekend.
2: Okay, there you go.
1: So more, I can't comment. remember. Is Veterans Day the same day, not date, but day every year, or is it? Does it's, it o- it's always the eleventh. No, it's okay. always the eleventh. So, it'll, so that, it'll
0: shift around, but they'll they'll work on that. They, they just have to make sure it doesn't conflict with another event within a hundred miles. Is that the AMA rule?
1: Something like that. Yeah. Of course, that place is, what, 100 miles from everywhere? So, (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. All right, let's move on.
0: Well, how about you, Terry? We've chatted for a while. What's what's in your basement?
2: Okay, um, I'll do a quick catch-up on other things I've been doing. I talked about the Valencia the last two times, and the last time I talked about it, I said I was flying with a three-cell A123, and I've reconsidered that. I took a battery that I had, which was a 4-cell 3200, that I haven't used for anything in a long time. And I split it into two 2-cell two 3200s. And that balances the plane well, and I'm going to run some more power tests on it. And I also picked up some pinion gears, so I can change the gear ratio on the gearbox. So I think between those two things, I'm going to fine-tune that power system and be flying it with... Lipos rather than A123s. So we'll see how that turns out. I'm just waiting on some decent flying weather to try it.
1: Hmm.
2: But in the meantime, I've picked up another vintage Kyosho airplane. Don't you want to know what it is?
1: No.
0: I know what it is. I saw your special. <laughs> <Well, everybody. laughs> yeah. Um I'm
2: just kidding. it's a another Kyosho duet. I you guys know I already have one. That was my first basement dwelling story. But this one I saw on Facebook Marketplace, and it's literally new in box. I'm not sure it was ever even taken out of the box. All the stuff is there arranged the same way that it would have been in 1987, whenever. Uh, it looks like a time capsule. Did
0: it, did it have that new Kyosho Duet smell?
2: Yeah, it really did. <laughs> so It would have been neat if there was a Tower Hobbies receipt inside, but I didn't see that.
0: <laughs> a little pink. Was it pink and white label?
2: <laughs> Something like that. Um, yeah, dot matrix printer. Um, yeah, some guy was selling it on Facebook at a decent price. And I looked at it and my first thought when I saw it was, eh, I've already got one of these too bad. And then about 10 minutes later, I'm like, you know what? I'm really going to kick myself if I don't at least you know, make an offer on it. So I, uh, wheeled and dealed just a little bit and he got most of what he wanted for it. And you know, I was happy to pay the price and here it is in the original box with all the original stuff. And uh, I'll get it going and then I'll have uh, two duets. And uh, I'm excited about it. It's uh, everything I thought it was going to be. There's no disappointment when I opened the box and saw what was inside. It was exactly as advertised and exactly what I wanted it to be. So, yay. So, with that being said, I really enjoy buying things on Facebook Marketplace. And in the last week, I've been selling things on Facebook Marketplace. The uh, four-stroke OS 40 and that anniversary cub kit that I talked about a while back. I finally put those up for sale on marketplace and I must have hit some button that set a filter somewhere that only showed the ad to people in insane asylums and trailer parks. Because <laughs> what a miserable horde of cheapskate, low life drudgery that I have dealt with since putting this stuff up for sale. And <laughs> just not to put too fine a point on it, but man, just so many people who either lowball you or they ask you for a shipping quote and then you do whatever to give it to them and then you never hear anything back. And people who want to tell you that, oh, I, I bought one of those in 1963 for a nickel. Well, okay, great. So this is what I want for it now. uh, But Terry, this is
0: But pardon me, it's like I I love where you're leading to The the graphic, but just I expected more, like conversation with you to really dr- take them through the mess of you really wanted to start this conversation let me help you finish uh, it
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot about the graphic really thanks for bringing that up Oh, so, yeah the 3 you're leading <laughs> no uh, that's a good point though there was one person in particular who was insistent on telling me that I had too high a price on that force joke and he was right um but you know I knew that because it hadn't sold after a few days so I don't need him to come on there and tell me just if you don't like the price move on joker and so one of those days I woke up to like his third message about this thing. And uh, I was I had enough of it. So I came up with a, a term. Our new term is, um, what is oh, price pigeon. And so I made a little graphic that's a, a pigeon with a quote that says, I just came here to poop on your sale. So from now on, <laughs> when somebody's being a price pigeon, you can put that little graphic up on the thread and shame love- them.
0: I love the comments you got. Like one guy posted a graphic says, just to let you know, I've already copied this to my computer. I'll be using it shortly. Yeah, I encourage that. (laughs) When this thing
2: sweeps the internet, remember, you saw it here first.
0: I should have secretly put your initials somewhere.
2: Strangely enough, I I did lower the price on the engine and still didn't get any traction on Facebook, but I put it on RC Groups Classifieds and sold it literally within an hour of putting on uh, (laughs) RC Groups. And, uh, yeah, I put the Cub on Archer Groups, too, at the same price. Uh, It hasn't sold anywhere yet, so I'll probably lower it a couple bucks here pretty soon. But that one I've had tons of tire kickers on, but nobody's pulled the trigger yet. And I think part of it is because it's a pretty big and heavy package, especially with the floats. So the shipping quotes have been anywhere from $30 to $60. So I think people get some sticker shock when they see how much it's going to cost to get it across the country. But uh, I'm confident that I'll sell it for a price that I'm happy with sooner or later. And if I don't, that's fine. I don't mind holding on to it. Maybe build it one day or who knows.
0: Anyway, I sold I sold Fitz's Bearcat for only 500 bucks. (laughs) I just got to figure out when to (laughs) go. It's easy to sell things on Marketplace.
1: Yeah,
2: right. So that's my story. I think you guys are all cut up now. Do I have any Fantastic. workshop stuff, or or was it all round top, round top, round top, round top?
1: <laughs> oh, I got one quick thing. Okay. Uh, I talked about the the leprechaun. Oh yeah. So Catch me it's up. it's been completed and flown. Speaking of giant airplanes. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a big mother. <laughs> I put it together. I was like, "Wait, well, this thing even fit in my car?" But yeah, I I leprechauns did. were small. Yeah, they're supposed to be small little uh, shoemakers. Uh, so I was in a kind of a tight deadline, and Lee was gracious enough to meet me out at uh, Scoby Field for some quick photographs. Who are you Lee. working
0: with? That other Lee? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, me? I got gotcha. you,
1: Lee. Lee <laughs> the Ray.
0: Yeah, you mean Lee, the team photographer. Ray, Lee, Ray. Yeah,
1: team for. yes. gotcha. <laughs> you got an official badge now, or? i
0: to get one. <laughs> i <gonna> get one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will just jump in. It it sure is pretty. Just kind of like your uh, that beaver you built. Man, that was really good Monaco job, buddy. Yeah, uh, thanks. Covering job. Is it Monaco or is it what it, was it?
1: It ultra Ultra coat, so yeah. really good ultra
0: coat job. Yeah,
1: how many uh, acres of ultra coat was that? Oh man, let me tell you about that. So yeah, it was. It was I used transparent blue and opaque white, and so I ordered what was it? Two rolls of blue and a roll of white. Man, <laughs> That's the right and wing that, panel. and that covered the nose. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> two rolls covered one wing. <laughs> yeah. It was a little left over for I think part of the fuselage. And I'm like, oh crud! Okay, I'm hey, gonna need a lot more. <laughs>
0: Fifteen bucks, sixteen bucks a roll?
1: Uh, more like twenty. Oh my god! Pushing twenty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I said, oh crap! So I ordered three more rolls of blue. Uh, I said, okay, that should do it. And because um, the local hobby shop didn't have any, so I just ordered them straight from Horizon. And uh, it ended up coming a day late. I'm supposed to usually I get stuff pretty quickly, but something happened with FedEx, and it ended up being delayed a day. It's like, oh man. So anyways I got it and just did a marathon covering session for a couple of nights. Well, I
2: covered. logged on to Facebook one night and bam, there's Fitz covering a wing on video. Was that the first wing or was that the follow up?
1: That was the second one. So yeah, I had a live show on my YouTube channel covering the wing. Some people some <laughs> one or two people asked about watching me cover.
0: Yeah, that was fun because I will say I, I called Fitz afterwards and said, you know, it was kind of neat. I, I didn't get the alert right away, so I chimed in kind of later. But I was in the kitchen cooking, and with me having the phone there, I felt like I was following a recipe. <laughs> now, now add one cup of covering and stir with this. Anyway, it was just funny because I was listening the whole time, enjoying oh, it. I was surprised
2: because I never would have thought that that would be something that's entertaining to watch. But it was. And you had people literally from around the world watching you and commenting on this thing. Well, He's,
0: it's his soothing voice. He could, like, read The Exorcist and people
2: be. that. <laughs> yeah, he could, like, put a slab of paint on a on a piece of drywall and, yeah, people are going to sit there and watch the paint dry with him. <laughs> yeah, and um,
1: he
0: goes, and while we let that uh, dry, I'm going to turn to my comments and chime in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love I the show, have, man. Have it continues. Uh, a good show. I, and, I'd be the and first to admit... Was- I'd, I didn't think it'd be all that exciting, but I did it anyways, and seemed like I had quite a few people watching. So okay, yeah, you made it work. Uh, So thanks everybody who watched, and I got it done, and we took it out. It was a pretty nice day, a little bit cloudy-ish, but uh, at least it wasn't very windy. And that is just an interesting plane to fly. It it almost needs zero airspeed to fly. Just kind of, it's a big thing. I was like, man, I hope this thing flies well, or I'm going to hand hold it. And I remind just, me how big it is? What's uh, the wingspan? It's got two point something meter, hundred something okay. inch wingspan, right. elliptical wings, a lot of cord, very long fuselage. And, and so uh, what does it weigh? Uh I weighed it seventy ounces. So whatever it is in pounds. Uh oh my four pounds. gosh, That's
2: nothing. Well it's more yeah. than that, but Wow, that uh, is nothing.
1: Yeah. I need to okay. do the wing loading calculation. I haven't done it yet. Uh, so, but um, it's got a pretty mild power setup, but it seemed fine. I just Lee was there. I just sort of throttled up about half throttle and gave it a slight chuck, and it was just up and climbing away, really not quite nicely. It uh, jumped it was, out of his hands. Yeah, really. It be in the air. I was surprised. I thought, oh, I got th- you know a whole, whole bunch of down elevator, get the airspeed up, and no, it just kind of just floated away, really. Uh, and it's, it's really nice handling. It's just, it's, it it doesn't have a whole lot of rudder authority. It's enough, but don't expect it to really react very quickly. It's sort of, you know, kind of, it's a little bit lumbering, but it's easy to fly. It can fly really slow. Lee had a shot at flying it. Maybe he can tell you what he thought of it, but I thought it was just a, just a really nice flying, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Distinctive model to fly, uh and and just sort of just had a kind of a good time, just kind of cruising around the sky.
0: It was quaint.
2: It's quaint,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's a quaint glider. Is it the kind no, you pull I... up a, a chair to the flight box? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: the, yeah it was very nice. Very it's nice. not something you'd it
1: want to fly so... on a windy day, I wouldn't think.
0: Oh, yeah, it was, lum- like you said, it was lumbering, but... It was funny because we were trying to do these low passes, and that thing just kept wanting to climb. Yeah, because <laughs> when you go, when you come down and, and it, you know drop, it would build up speed, and it just kept wanting to lift. So you were really pushing down, you know, elevator to, to get it to cruise along the grass. But it, I got some really good pics of it. It was really pretty in the in the sky.
1: Hmm. Yeah. When I say lumbering, I kind of mean it in a good way. I don't mean to sound negative about it. It's just a yeah, very yeah. relaxing, it's got under-cambered wings and it's got a lifting tail. It's sort of a really, I found out the designer, it was designed 1950, the original one. So it's hmm. a really okay. old school design, but uh, I like it though. It's, I was able to work a little bit of lift. I got a point to, I got the, um, uh, some, at least zero sink and I was able to sort of work it, circle around in it. I forgot I thought I had turned on the variometer and telemetry and stuff on it, but I don't remember it beeping and I didn't turn on the altimeter function. So I I rectified that. So hopefully I'm gonna take it try to take it out again sometime this week, maybe Thanksgiving if the weather's nice, just to get another quick flight in it before I finish up the article. Or over so you the weekend can, maybe.
2: You can hand launch it yourself? Oh yeah, that's what I did. Okay. Well it just seems kind of cumbersome to hold on to and a transmitter, but
1: Yeah, it was a little bit, but now you just, you really don't have to do much with it other than just let it go. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've got plenty of time to get to the sticks and do whatever you need to do. Uh-huh. Is RNG an option? Like sliding um, the belly? I don't know. Maybe. Sure. The prop is big, but the belly is big too, so I think it might just do that, actually. Lee talked about doing a touch and go with it. <laughs> so it probably could. <laughs> now, when I landed, it lands so slow to tail touch first. Huh. It it's, it's can fly really, really slow. It's almost like defying gravity you wow. see when you slow it down. It's, it's so you have cool. video and photos? Uh, No video yet. I uh, may have to do that later. That one we'll sounds just...
2: like it would be ideal for onboard
1: cameras. Oh, yeah. Good point. Put some cameras on it facing backwards or something. Yeah. I, I still have time to do a video. I can do a video later. i got plenty of time for that. Uh, but I need to get the stills done because the, the deadline is coming up in just a few days, so. Yeah.
2: All right, well, congratulations. It's always good yeah. to get a maiden in, especially after you've invested a lot of time building and sanding and covering and
1: all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, a lot of build, a lot of <coughs> cutting and sanding, sanding, cutting, gluing. <laughs> sanding, sanding, so. sanding. But, you know, it's neat, I haven't built a glider in a very long time, so that was really neat to, to kind of build one with transparent covering and that kind of stuff. It's just it's very nostalgic.
2: Yeah. All right, well congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Lee, any updates from you?
0: I bought paint. You <laughs> <laughs> take a jab at me?
2: Nope.
1: <laughs> well, you and paint, that's not a good story.
2: You made yeah, me thoroughly regret my comment from last time, so I'm just gonna talk sit here paint
0: around Terry anymore. Uh, Mama said if you
2: can't say nothing nice,
0: <laughs> then I guess we're not gonna talk anymore. <laughs> The B-25. We had to stop because of Round Top and in school. Uh, however, we realized we were kind of short on spray paint, so we went to Walmart to get some Krylon cam- camo spray paint. Wait, what kind
2: of foam is this airplane? Will uh, it take Yeah, it Krylon? does. It,
0: yeah, because we've been spraying it already.
2: All right. So, And how big is this Ooh.
0: B-25? Oh, gosh. It's pretty big. over 70 inches.
2: Okay. A big oh, foamy. Almost
0: 80 inches. Yeah, it's a big foamy. All right. But I... But for feeling into my friend who left a comment, I digress. <laughs> <About the least>. <laughs> take <laughs> drink a shot. time. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll take one with him. We ever heard that, go ahead and drink. <laughs> um, so we went to Walmart to get some more pains, uh, cans of uh, Krylon. And man, the Walmart shelves were bare. I have never seen the empty spray paint.
2: You sure you yeah, want I not mean, in Venezuela? Well, mm.
0: just, were people like buying it here and selling it on the black market to, to them? I mean, I, it, it just boggled my mind that I'm not kidding you, Fitz. It, you should go check out a Walmart near you. But there must have been, a, you know, and you know the shelves probably can hold at least, what, 600 cans, 700 cans. There may have been 30 cans of spray paint on that shelf. Huh. And it just boggled my mind. I mean, I was like, <laughs> were people just really that desperate to huff that day? <laughs> no, no, that's
1: the um, the issues we have with um, um, supply chain Supply chain issues. Is it really that bad? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty bad, yeah. And well, in yeah,
2: manufacturing, I, I can tell you. It, it's. Uh, well,
0: just so you know, I paid double what it normally costs to get some paint. I went ahead and just bought it so I can have it, so I can finish this thing. But it was uh, it was expensive. I was like, you know, I got to finish this darn plane. But I just I had not seen that before. I mean, when I was at Walmart, everything else seemed to be in stock. You know, the underwear, the socks, (laughs) the typical groceries. But man, just so you know, paint was not there. Uh, Other than that, that's really uh, what I'm working on. Uh, However, I will touch on this and we'll then we'll wrap things up. After my horrible uh, gear-up situation with the Robarts, which is not the first, not the second, not even the third time I've had problems with this gear. Oh, on your Corsair? Correct. Thank you. Uh, Fitz was there. You know, the belly landing caused me to break a little piece off my flaps, but that was easily repaired. And I flew it it the next day. Excuse me. Wait, are those
2: pneumatic or servo-actuated? Pneumatic. Okay.
0: So uh, I have decided to rip them out. I purchased another set of the <laughs> FM Literally, <Hello? laughs> rip. It, well, I carefully re- pulled them, removed them from my
2: wing with extreme and malice.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, I cut the tubes with malice. I was like, just <laughs> I don't need you anymore. And I installed a set of FMS seventeen hundred millimeter Corsair retracts. Uh, that's now a discontinued model. But I installed those on my H&M Corsair because I removed those mechanical retracts. Okay. And I had to do some modifications to make them fit because the gear length was too long. But I did it. It works great. I've had no problems with my, a, my H&M Corsair. In fact, I flew it twice uh, this weekend over at SCOBY. Had a great time. Had some nice comments because it does fly so well. Thank you again, Terry. I'll always thank you for that plane. And so now I've, I've pulled off the retracts. I've laid the FMS there. Sure enough, they're too long. So I got to do some modifications. But I'm looking forward to the day where I can count on my retracks to come down and go up when I ask them to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Is it, All you guys sh- need to ask.
2: That should be a given, right?
0: Well, in fact, I don't think you were there with me, Fitz. But when I flew, I think, I think you had left Fitz. So I was flying uh, Wilson on Sunday. And the, my boys were near me. And said, I said, kids, watch this. So I went into a, a rudder, uh, rudder turn, <laughs> a stall turn. And I was like, and I think I said the word loud, ka <laughs> when I hit the switch, just kind of egging my gear on. And they did lock that time. But that was the last time they'll ever be in that plane. So,
2: so what are you doing with them? Are they going in the smelter?
0: Uh, no, I'll offer them to, up to some poor soul in a basement somewhere and <laughs> ship them off. Probably right. cost me more to ship them than what I can sell them for, but I'm yeah. getting rid of them. All right. Someone might want them. Someone might just go, oh, I know the trick and I'll be happy with that. Yeah. So all that's right. on my workbench, my the B-25 and the Corsair. Plus, I still got a lot of planes just sitting in the floor in the garage that need to find a home. Oh, and what else? Oh, oh. Um, Austin picked up a plane, hit the swap meet. He picked up that Adagio. Oh, glider.
2: right. Yeah. Motor glider kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So he's enjoyed that. And Ryan won a flight test plane, one of their newer kits that have the pre printed.
1: Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Ooh, fancy.
0: Paint scheme on it. I uh, think it was a Hellcat. Uh, I don't remember. But we haven't put that together yet, anyway. And uh, that was that. So we, we flew on Saturday, had a good time, really nice with the boys, met some people out there. In fact, I helped a guy, a newbie, fly. He's actually a pretty good pilot, um, but the apprentice they had was just kind of screwy. Didn't quite have the right in, uh, incidents on the tail. So it was pitchy, very pitchy for him. So he asked for my help. We had charged his battery because his charger was that stupid little five watt charger you get with the kit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> USB I mean, he's like, kind of thing. I, I charged it all day. And I said, well, you need, a you know, two days, <laughs> maybe three. So <laughs> we, I helped this guy out. He was very thankful. And we flew it a couple times. And um, so that was also good. That was it. That's my workbench. That's my weekend. And this week is Thanksgiving, and I'm going to, well, this will come out next week or Christmas. Uh, so hopefully everybody's going to have a nice Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, enjoy family time. No do models. Stay with the family. What? Talk Speak to people. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Don't go disappear into the basement and work on your duet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No promises. By the <laughs> way, people seem to be enjoying your Black Friday post. So kudos <laughs> to you, Lee.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your approval on that, too. just (laughs) dawned on me. Yeah. Well, there you go. I hope that was good drive time
2: for folks. That's a long drive.
0: Well, we've had longer, so. (laughs) I I think it was our buddy Sparks who said, you know, that last one, I was done too soon. (laughs) I got to my destination. I wouldn't finish. (laughs) This is is for you, Sparks. (laughs) Kind of short.
1: All right. Well, on that note, I think we'll wrap things up. I think we've I bet your ears long enough for all our uh, escapades. But uh, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll be sure to check out our Facebook page in particular and our other social media. And for Lee's wonderful photos of the roundtop event we just talked about, if you have not seen them, you need to see them. And uh, any last notes before we head out? No. No. Nope. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.
0: Cheerio.
2: (laughs) Adios.
1: Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts, where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.